Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible teacher, author, and adventure junkie. Join me each week for compelling conversations with leading voices that encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together, we'll discover miracles in life's messy moments and make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Well, in this very special episode, I am sitting down with filmmaker Tracy Robinson, and we are talking about the award-winning documentary, The Matter of Life, the leading human rights issue of our day. One million babies die by abortion in the United States every year. We stand at a crucial point in our history where the legal framework of Roe versus Wade is in jeopardy. Americans are being confronted with important fundamental questions about abortion, and we are being asked to consider exactly how we stand on this important matter and why. The matter of life is an examination of the fundamental question regarding abortion in such a time as this, are the unborn one of us? Thank you, Tracy, and welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I'm honored to host you because this award-winning documentary actually airs today and tomorrow in film. So thank you so much for taking time to sit down with us and talk about this. And before we even explore what this film is, Tracy, would you let people know how they can go and get their tickets? This is in combination with Fathom Events and Revelation Media. So how would you like them to get tickets to this award-winning documentary, The Matter of Life? Well, they can go to matteroflife.org, not .com, but matteroflife.org. And like you said, it's airing in theaters nationwide tonight and tomorrow night uh, at 7 p.m. And um, it's going to be in about over 700 theaters uh, across the country. Mm. Uh, and we're, we're really praying for a great turnout. Uh, this is a way for people to really uh, understand the, the message uh, the pro-life message better. And even if you've been pro-life your whole life, this is a way to be re-inspired uh, to do something about abortion. Mm, you know, I, I can speak to that personally. I was able to see an advanced screening of the film and Tracy, it is deeply impacting and you've covered just about every possible angle from it, from the scientifically to the legal frameworks, to uh, the history of how we even landed where we landed. And uh, I have been a pro-life advocate since I was young. I remember at 16 standing in front of a high school class and giving a paper on the sanctity of life to a professor that I knew to be a pro-choice advocate. And so here I am, you know, at 53 last year, sharing a message on the sanctity of life, standing in front of our congregation, and then a message that went online. So it's a conversation we're still having decades later, and we stand at a very critical point in our nation's history. This documentary looks at the, imp the impact of abortion through the lens, like we've said, history, philosophy, morality, and it features the stories of abortion industry workers, post-abortive women, faith leaders, and secularists, as well as experts in the history and legal framework that shared, that shaped abortion decisions in America. So the matter of life explores an opportunity for dialogue, as you're saying, Tracy, on perhaps the most important way forward for our time. And you say that you were actually passive on the issue of abortion until you heard the truth. So tell us a bit about your personal journey that led you to make this film, The Matter of Life. 
Well, my background is in film and video production and primarily as a documentary video editor. Um, and back in 2016, I had been commissioned on and off by a pro-life pregnancy resource center in California to do promotional videos for them and testimonial videos for them. I had never heard of a pregnancy center before, um, mm. but my friend worked there and uh, they had me doing their videos. And I was so inspired by the stories that were coming out of that center, the things that they were doing to help women in crisis and uh, in, in pregnancies. Um, but I was very much in the mushy middle, even as an evangelical Christian. I didn't think abortion was that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. Mm. And uh, if you were to ask me, I would have said, well, I'm personally pro-life, but who am I to enforce my beliefs onto other people or take away that choice? And so if I were to be honest, I could, I would have said pro-choice. Um, but, and it wasn't until my friends at the pregnancy resource center invited me to an apologetics conference. And the topic was going to be the, the case against abortion. And I thought, well, I'll go and check it out and see what my pro-life friends are talking about. And in less than two hours, the speaker, Alan Schleeman of Stand to Reason, he gave a clear, concise argument for the full humanity of the unborn child from the moment of conception and just the logic and the, the clarity uh, behind that message. He invited us to look at fetal imagery and he uh, to look at um, abortion imagery, the aftermath of abortion. And I was just so struck with the reality and the truth. It had just never occurred to me before. And it was in that moment that I was essentially downloaded, I like to say, with this vision that this needed to be a feature-length documentary to really unravel the, the nuance. Um, I knew there were so many people in my shoes who had never heard this message before, the basic pro-life case. Um, if they're like me, they went through public school. Um, their parents never broached the topic uh, or any hard topics, and they even grew up in church like me uh, and never heard the, to the topic addressed or given that perspective from the pulpit or anything. Mm. Uh, and so I, uh, I just had this vision early on, and I, um, I had no idea about Roe v. Wade. <clears throat> I had no idea about Planned the truth behind Planned Parenthood. I was so curious to find out how did we get to this point in our society? Has it always been this heated and contentious and divisive? Um, and so that's where the journey began. And I, I just discovered for myself through watching YouTube and reading books, just this amazing multifaceted pro-life movement mm -hmm. and all these powerful stories uh, within that. Mm -hmm. So that's where it all started. Mm, thank you so much, Tracy, for sharing that. I like that phrase. I don't know if I, maybe that's the wrong way to say, I like that phrase, but I'm intrigued by that phrase, the mushy middle. And I think you're right. So many people that we even consider themselves potentially pro-life are a little bit just kind of like, well, I wouldn't have one, but you know, I don't want to interfere in somebody else's. And, and that's why I, I really think the question that you explore in this documentary, what do we do with the unborn, you know, are, is the unborn one of us? And that's really what we have to lean into right off the bat. You talk about that in the film and, and uh, you also stress, there's one point where you talk about four different threats to abortion and, and price and uh, pregnancy resource centers are one of those leading uh, threats. We offer ultrasounds, pre prenatal care, so many different things. I'm so honored to be the vice chair of the pregnancy resource, one of the pregnancy resource centers in my area. And so I know firsthand so many of the things that you're talking about, the legalities, the, the lies that Planned Parenthood um, has sold 
uh, millions and millions of women. And, uh, and I also found it so interesting, Tracy, that men are one of the strongest influences on whether or not a woman chooses to have an abortion. We have a fatherhood program and I'm kind of jumping around with my questions just because when you mentioned that, it made me think of that. Maybe speak to that for a moment because people may be surprised to find how, how little rights men have in this entire space. And why was it important to include the value of men in this um, fight for life? Yeah. Um, so the documentary addresses the one of the biggest threats to the abortion industry, the abortion industrial complex, is men. Um, they're often told that they have no say in this issue, that they have no influence or they should stay out of it. But really, their impact is very strong. Um, we talk about how the in a, for a woman in crisis, the biggest influence on her decision is the father of the baby um, and his his attitude about the whole situation. Um, if she doesn't feel support from him, then uh, that has a um, that has an incredible impact on whether or not she chooses abortion. Um, and we also go into the fact that it was men who spearheaded legalizing abortion in this country. Um, we talk about Bernard Nathanson, who um, before he became radically pro-life and trying to save babies, he was a abortionist doing thousands of abortions and litigating for uh for abortion um and he he was instrumental in in driving and pushing abortion into legalization um so and then of course it was seven men on the supreme court who legalized abortion right so men have an amazing opportunity and tremendous um power i guess you could say to um really have tremendous impact on on saving babies and protecting women yeah. Um, but often they have, they're not, not welcome in the conversation, like I was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was an epiphany that I had in my research was how much this really does affect men. Yeah. I discovered a blog, um, that where men could post anonymously and there were men who were lamenting and just grieving over their, the, the abortion that they had or were involved with decades ago. Mm. And they either were the ones pressuring the woman to have an abortion, paying for the woman to have an abortion, or they had no idea that it even occur- occurred till later mm. uh, and they had no say in it. Um, men do not have parental rights when the, when it comes to abortion, men don't have parental rights. So, mm. um, so this documentary is a really powerful tool to encourage men as well. Yeah, it dispels some of the myths, or like you said, just brings information out into the light that we may just not know. For example, many states still uh, allow minors to have an abortion without parental consent. Not only do, do men not have parental rights in a lot of states, but you have that as well. So there's so many aspects to this film. It is such a crucial film. I cannot stress enough men and women to go and see this film. Men, if you're listening, you have a vital role to play. Fathers are so instrumental and uh, we're not making these decisions in a vacuum. I know women want to make that argument. It's my body, my choice, but it's not. And, uh, and so there's so many different angles that we need to take as we discuss this, you know, one of the most 
I knew this, but it's still one of the most maybe disturbing and frustrating facts that comes out in the documentary that I already knew from my work in the resource center is that four out of 10 women who've had an abortion attended church during the month that they had an abortion. So it just, it's so obvious that we need to do so much better, but there was a statement that was made that we need to overturn Roe versus Wade in the church. That was a powerful statement that was made during the film. So Tracy, let's talk for a second about this. What conversations do Christians need to be having as we're moving forward toward what looks like will be a post row society? And we kind of hinted at it, but what is the one question that we really need to be asking? Yeah, I think that the church and Christians everywhere should be asking, what can I do to connect women in need, uh, women in a crisis pregnancy to the resources and the education and the, the all the options available to her. Yes. Often, often you find churches in these communities don't know about their local pregnancy center or don't right. know about the pregnancy help hotline. Um, our friends at Heartbeat International, mm-hmm. they have um, a 24-7 service where girls can call in or chat. Um, that's optionline.org. If people were to just know that off the top of their head, you know, if they meet a girl in a in a pregnant or in a um, supermarket or something, they can just memorize optionline.org and she can connect with the resources in her community. Um, so I think that uh, the court decision co- coming up or that's actually coming out today um, is an opportunity for Christians to really awaken to the tremendous need that's already in existence. Um, this doesn't start here. This has been a need in our existence for, uh, in our society for decades, um, is connecting women with the help and support that she needs. And that's the most important thing you can do is support a woman. Um, and so the documentary goes into that, uh, the documentary, uh, highlights how pregnancy resources and all these pregnancy help organizations like Embrace Grace um, and uh, organizations to really help equip the church to be that support system. um, They're really instrumental in, um, in being on the front lines for those women. Absolutely. And and if you're listening and you're involved in a church or a leader or a pastor, you know, we've got to get our head out of the sand It's it, we, and we have to stop shaming women. I still know pastors who won't dedicate a baby if they're, they're born out of wedlock. I mean, we cannot keep sending these mixed messages to women. Obviously, we, we believe in abstinence before marriage. That's a biblical worldview on sex before marriage. But when a woman finds herself pregnant, and there are many that are in the film, both post-abortive or those who change their mind, we hear their stories, powerful stories. We have to do better as a church to come alongside women. When I interviewed uh, Abby Johnson and Kelly Lester, those are some of the things that we talked about. Yes, obviously the life of the baby matters, but the life of the woman and coming alongside of her. So Tracy, I appreciate the way that you brought in this angle that we might be uncomfortable with, but we need to sit with that discomfort as Christians and as churches and as leaders to realize that people that we know and love are considering abortion as an option. And some of that is because they don't know where else to turn. So we need to be well-versed and well-acquainted, know the pregnancy resource centers closest to you. And uh, we've talked about having QR codes that we can put in bathroom stalls. I mean, there's so many ways that we can 
do better at equipping our churches and just people to be able to have the conversations. It's in our face right now. We might have been able to kind of be quiet about it, but right now that is not the case. So we can't be silent and we can't not have an opinion. So if you find yourself in the mushy middle, if you're listening and you're feeling like, I don't really know what I think, please, I'm telling you, sit and watch the matter of life. It will give you the tools you need to not only make the, 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 most educated and informed decisions. Faith needs to inform our choices. It will also help you to know how to have a compassionate conversation. I want to talk about a couple quick things, some quotes that I thought were very compelling, Tracy. Um, And first, I just want to mention this. I talked about this when I uh, preached um, a year ago on Sanctity of Life. I thought I was going to have to search long and hard to find a scientist who would confirm that life begins at conception or fertilization, but it's actually the opposite. You have to search long and hard to find a scientist who won't say that. So for those who want to argue, no science, listen, guys, science defines that life begins at fertilization. So, you know, and, and I don't want to give away the whole movie, but Tracy, you talk about how we didn't even have a fetal image in Roe versus Wade. We didn't have ultrasounds. I mean, there was a, it was a very poorly, uh, you know, done case from so many different factors. And now just the science that we have 3d ultrasounds, the awareness that a new life begins at science. So again, if you're talking to someone and they say, yeah, but science, okay, well now you'd be able to say no science actually confirms that a new life begins at conception. But I want to talk about a couple other quotes that come out. You even have an atheist and a feminist who, you know, lean into the fact that this is not just a biblical view, there are secularists who also, and you, you have doctors that were formerly abortion doctors, um, that are now pro-life. And, uh, I don't want to mispronounce her name, but her name is Terry Bukovinak. Am I saying that right? Oh yeah. Teresa Bukovinak. Teresa Bukovinak. So she said this, I believe that being pro-life is the most progressive view that we can have. It protects the most vulnerable among us. I thought that was so compelling. And then another uh, really compelling quote was we can't just vote pro-life. We have to be pro-love. We have to be pro-love, which is addressing the holistic approach to loving a woman. I want to come back to that. And then one more quote is if the unborn is a human being, there is no justification for abortion. That is really the main question, Tracy, that your film is going to help us to answer is are the unborn one of us. So talk about that for just a moment, this final kind of thought of if the unborn is a human being, science confirms it, the Bible confirms it, you have so many different angles that you discuss, then there is no justification for abortion. Why was this question, are the unborn one of us? Why was that the most crucial question for you to tackle in this film? Yeah, because they're not. Um, According to the law and according to abortion law, the unborn child is not considered one of us. They're not considered persons according to the law. And it's bad law. Yeah. Um, And so that's really what um, Roe v. Wade did was it just wrote into existence this terrible law based in a a lie, a total lie. And um, what they got away with was just completely ignoring the question of whether or not a human life begins. They said that they don't, they essentially said that they didn't need to figure that out. That wasn't, that's just sort of a philosophical, philosophical thing that we don't need to really address further. Um, And 
they the loophole was the 14th Amendment. And the documentary um, really explains this clearly is the 14th Amendment allowed them to legalize abortion uh, through all 50 states federally up to nine months um, because of the right to privacy. Right. Um, and so they yes, there was there wasn't. Um, ultrasounds available to the general public back then. It wasn't as easy accessible. It, it wasn't as obvious back then what was going on in the womb, mm. but the biology and the science was still clear back then. So they really had no, you know, there's no excuse yeah. uh, for them just completely waving the legal, the ju- judicial wand at that decision. Um, when I first heard the pro-life message that day at the conference, I was really struck by how just the science and just everything was so clear. You didn't need Bible verses. Uh, Alan Schliemann, who was presenting, he is a Christian man, but he didn't need to present any religious arguments. So I was really, I was really inspired by the fact that this is a message for everyone. Um, Everyone can be um, convinced. Everyone can be told the truth. Um, And it doesn't exclude non-Christians. It doesn't exclude that secular audience. And in my research, I was so excited to discover that there is a huge secular pro-life movement and growing secular Mm -hmm. pro-life movement. Uh, Mm -hmm. Feminist for Life was one of them. And um, Teresa, I met at a conference. Mm -hmm. Um, She later began, she later started Pro-Life San Francisco. And um, they're, they look, they're liberals um, and they dress, you know, they dress like the opposing side, but they're really they really understand and recognize that abortion kills an existing human being. It's oppressive and it's violence toward a um, discriminated against population, uh, against this innocent population of human beings. Um, so they recognize it at, for what it is. Um, they're all about protecting um, human rights animal, and vulnerable creatures, <laughs> animal rights as well. But um, they're some of the most outspoken pro-lifers that I know. Mm. Um, uh, and they inspire a lot of Christians to be honest. Wow. Um, so that was, that was just so inspiring to me, even though I am, a, I love the Bible and I, uh, I know that God has created us in his image and made us deserving of protection and de- deserving of life. Um, we, we should come at this, uh, practically speaking, uh, in a sense that we are, we are depriving uh, a segment of the population of personhood rights. <laughs> and this is not the first time this has happened in our history. Yes, that's good. It's the league. It's the leading human rights violation of our day. And that's the mm-hmm. way that this needs to be discussed. And that removes even some of the emotional volatility that comes with this conversation as it should. It's a very emotionally charged conversation, but it comes down to, is this a human being? Do they have a a rights as a person, which were completely, as you said, ignored, that was not even really a part of the argument in Roe versus Wade. And there's so many other things that, you know, the myths around abortion, the, the, the so much untrue wrong information that you intentionally dispel in the film. And I want to say again, how they can see it in just a moment, but Tracy, what do you hope people take away from seeing this film? Mm -hmm. Well, I hope that they take away compassion that maybe if they had pro-choice ideologies or pro-abortion ideologies um, previously, that they would come away 
just really enlightened and um, just able to communicate the truth a lot better. Um, I really believe that this film is going to literally save lives because um, you can't unsee the information and what you you see in this film. You can't unsee this film. Um, and so it'll, uh, some of the biggest advocates for this movie have been people with abortion in their past um, because they recognize that the information and just just the reality that this abortion that this movie conveys about abortion uh, can can prevent so many so much hurt and so much pain and regret uh, in the lives of other people. Um, and then I I hope that it really truly makes abortion unthinkable in people's hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that the the biggest message is that um, the circumstances surrounding that pregnancy are not greater than the life itself, no matter what. Um, And so that's what I really want people to take away, take away. And I really think that this is a rally cry for our nation, uh, a rally cry for the church. Um, I mean, there's great exceptions uh, of churches who are, uh, who are speaking out against abortion and, and um, supporting women in their time of need. But in large part, the church in America has been asleep on this issue and which is why you have four out of 10 women uh, who get an abortion were churchgoers in the month they became pregnant. Um, So, uh, and like Rollins said in the movie, this is an issue for us as Christians. We need to overturn Roe v. Wade in our own pews. So, um, and if Christians aren't pro-life, who is? So uh, I think that, I think this is, this is a great tool. Just going to this and bringing someone is the first step is just such a powerful way that you can make a difference. And so that's what I hope. That's what I hope for. Oh, I hope that too, Trace. I'm so grateful for your voice in the kingdom. As you said that it made me think of the verse I wanted to kind of end with today. And then I'm going to tell us one more time how we can go get our tickets. John 10, 10 says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And these are Jesus words. I have come that they, that's us. I have come that we may have life and have it to the full or have it abundantly. And I just want to close with this thought. We were created in the image of God. Every one of us are created in the image of God. And that means that every life matters. Every life matters. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you for your stance for life. Thank you for your, for your voice. I know this was a tremendous amount of work and a labor of love for you, but I also know it was, it was, this is a hard topic to not only talk about and have this conversation, but we have to, and we have to be able to, like you said, compassionately talk about the right um, to life for every unborn child and the violence that's perpetrated, not against, not only against these children, but against women and the the men not having a voice. It just goes on and on and on. So the, the film is so needed. The matter of life, it is in theaters guys tonight. And tomorrow, if you're listening to this in real time, May 16th, May 17th, Tracy, tell us one more time how they can go to get their tickets today and find out if it's showing near them. They can go to matteroflife.org. Interestingly enough, we plan the dates a year in advance. So this Mm -hmm. has been on in the schedule or in the books uh, a year out to have this come to theaters. We could have never predicted that the timing of not only the court document, but the major court decision today Mm. um, would line up with the movie. So um, they can go to matteroflife.org and get your, and find the ticket link there. 
not.com, but matteroflife.org. And I'll put that in my show notes and on all my socials as well, matteroflife.org. And uh, Tracy, you're an Esther in our generation. You were born for such a time as this. And so I thank you for uh, leading the cause and taking, um, taking the mantle to, to be a voice for those who do not have a voice. And so I am so grateful for you. And uh, we're praying for you. We're praying for this film. We're believing that God is going to use it in powerful ways. So thank you so much for joining us on the make life matter podcast guys. Thank you for leaning in for this very special episode. Such a blessing to have Tracy Robinson with us today. The matter of life is in theaters tonight and tomorrow, May 16th and May 17th matteroflife.org. Invite your friends, your family, and uh, let's stand for the side of life. Let's learn to have compassionate conversations about this very needed topic. And let's overturn Roe versus Wade in our hearts and in the church. And we're going to see a post Roe versus Wade future. What is that going to look like? We can be leading the conversation. So Tracy, we thank you so much. And we pray God's richest blessing over your life. Thank you, Angela. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com, Facebook at angeladenadiovov, and Instagram at angeladenadio. Until next week, let's make life matter.